The Crime Report that is sponsored by the Suffolk County Crime Stoppers, 1-800-220-TIPS, 220-8477. And that's where all calls are kept anonymous. Reward of up to $5,000 given for information. That might lead to an arrest. Joseph Jacklin, of course, retired NYPD sergeant. He's a former commanding officer of the Bronx Cold Case Squad. Current adjunct professor over at John Jay College, author of the bestseller, folks, The Criminal Investigative Function, A Guide for New Investigators, edition number three. We say a very good morning to the Sarge. Joseph, how are you, sir? Good morning, Jay. How are you? I am doing well. Chock full of stuff going on here. Uh, You know what? Uh, It happened very quickly, Joe. We'll get right into it uh, with uh, the... State legislature uh, here in New York uh, wanting to to kind of pounce on a situation and, uh, you know, without discussion. There should have been a discussion without question. But the advantage of, uh, of the party uh, certainly uh, propelled them uh, in a way to pass through some reforms with the police department. You know, 50A has been a topic of discussion on this show for a couple of weeks now. Civil liberties and everything else, personal information stripped. We're talking about something that's been in place 45 years. Joe, give me your take on things regarding well, what is what the discussion has been about with 50A. There's been defunding talk left and right here with the police departments, not only uh, or, you know Minneapolis, which started it all, but around the country and, of course, here in New York. What's your assessment here? Well, uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste, right? Uh, don't let an opportunity. That's what the Democrats of New York State have uh, taken advantage of. So the atmosphere of the anti-cop atmosphere and the rhetoric that's going on, they're taking full advantage of it. Uh, Listen, they started with the criminal justice reform, uh, and they just keep on piling through. So Cuomo taking advantage of it. I mean, listen, this is all, this is pandering 101, and they are just pushing everything through. Uh, 50A has, you know, good and bad to it. You know, the issue that comes down to is that, you know, some cops can be exposed, uh, you know, their personal information and stuff like that. It's already happening online. But, um, you know, you know, listen, I, I, you have to be transparent in, in certain aspects. And you know what? New York is not as, uh, you know, this is not a big a deal as it is in other places. I mean, there have been cops that have been bounced around departments all across the country. And, they, you know, they, they've had some terrible records and they keep on getting rehired. You know, uh, when you release information like this, you might be able to prevent some of that, right? So you have you have some cops that should have never been cops in the first place. But like everything else, Jay, um, this is only the beginning of, of the end, so to speak. Uh, th- there's going to be so much more coming down the pipe. And if you just look at what's happening in cities like Seattle, where the police department has just been, uh, you know, neutered. Let's put it that way. Neutered is a good example. And then you have people taking over areas and doing that. It's, this is going to happen everywhere. It's lawlessness. Uh, the, the decade of the criminal, you name it, if that's what's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you defund uh, police and put dollars in other areas. You're increasing the looting and robbery and everything else uh, without question. Joe, on the other hand, uh, what do you say to those who say, uh, okay, so, so, what, so how else do we uh, do we somehow put the spotlight on the Derek Chauvin's out there? Uh, 
Uh, how do how do we get an individuals like that off the police force if we don't have some sort of transparency? And you look at Chauvin and his 17 or 18 misconduct claims uh, over his uh, 18, 19 year career. What about the the aspect of that? Uh, how do you expose people who shouldn't even be on the force to begin with? Well, the idea is never hiring them in the first place. So a lot of these things that they're coming out with has nothing to do with recruitment or selection of people, how you can eliminate certain um, personalities, I guess you want to say, before you even get hired. That, that's something that nobody is, nobody's addressed either because they understand that the harder they make it to uh, get on the police department, the less and less opportunities you're going to have people even applying for it. You know, this is it's a job where uh, it's, extremely difficult to get people right now. I mean, it's the recruitment has been down for a couple of years, but now it's, it's really going to take a hit. I mean, I have students that send me emails. Do you think I should change my, uh, you know, career? Do you think I should, you know, change my college education? I mean, this is, it is happening at the very lowest levels. And before people even getting on now, they're even considering not taking it in the first place. So if they wanted to destroy policing, they've done a great job, and I think they're going to continue to do so because when you think about it, the police are the last part of the fabric that keeps us from utter chaos, and, and you can see utter chaos right now in, in Seattle without the police and you know taking over police precincts. And, and it is, that's, you know, I can tell you something right now. There's a lot of people, I'm sure, are sitting silent in this country watching this go by and going, you've got to be kidding me. And, um, you know, I listen, the, the police, as far as I'm concerned, do a great job out there. Uh, and you have to, and you got to worry about the Derek Chauvin's in the world because you can see how one person can undo years or decades worth of goodwill just by, uh, you know, doing something like this. So it, it should have been avoided on many courts. I've been outspoken about this. Derek Chauvin has done more to destroy uh, the the fabric of America than I think than any single incident that I can remember in, in, in modern history. Uh, Joe, I think you hit it right on the head there. Without question, I agree with you a thousand uh, percent. Um, you know, I talk about leadership, and you, and you and you bring up the fact that people don't even want to go into the profession anymore. You know, listen, I, I get it. You got to improve the vetting process. You know, it can't just be a questionnaire and a test, and uh, get to the academy. Here you go. Uh, that's going to change. Uh, what about leadership? I've been speaking about leadership and culture. When one sees leadership, especially in and around New York City, with Bill de Blasio, that's going to turn anyone off. You know, I mean, you know, the fact that there is such a divide between police and the head man of the city. I mean, that has got to be the ultimate negative right there. And, you know, what can you expect when you when you read about, you know, the bail reform, which is to me a correlation of everything going on, you know, judges discretion stripped. You know, rapid disclosure, we talk about discovery and everything else, you know, things that need to be fixed. Well, it's no wonder that people don't want to head into that profession. When they see the likes of leadership of what we have going on within the confines of New York City and the state, who the heck would want to put on the uniform? Well, I mean, even the word leadership uh, or leader, I always have a problem with because we kind of take mostly that the person in charge is the leader. That's not the case. That's just a supervisor or a manager. So we have to start thinking about how we deal with our bosses and, and, and our politicians in a different light. Most of them are not leaders. Uh, most of them are just managers, and uh, there's a big difference. 
And, you know, Bill de Blasio got himself elected over an anti-cop platform, and, and he has ridden that all the way now to, you know, two terms as mayor. And, he, you know, he, this is just something where, and you're going to see more and more of it. The presidential candidate, Joe Biden, is, is, is uh, you know, doing that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you're going to see this more and more often. This is the, the, the mode, I think. This is how you can get votes from people. And that's what they're going to do. And, you know, I mean, listen, you mentioned the defund the police. I think we spoke a little bit about this last week. Uh, you know, listen, uh, if you think that uh, the suburbs are going to suffer, or you think that places that have, you know, a rural are going to suffer from this, whatever, you're mistaken. The only people that are going to suffer are the inner city neighborhoods from a lack of police resources and stuff like that. Because, you know, look look at the, how many billions of dollars the uh, Blasio has wasted in New York City trying to fix the homeless problem or the Thrive New York how bad that was and where all of that money go. And if you think you're going to defund the police by taking money from it and funding other things and you're going to lay it, leave it up to your elected officials to take care of it, I think you're all mistaken. He could be sending a signal to the anarchists out there, what we have seen the last couple of weeks, of saying, you know what, it's going to be open season again without question. Joe Jackalone, the crime report. Joe, but you see those two incidents, the Buffalo incident, in which the 75-year-old was pushed to the ground, his head open uh, in in the hospital. Uh, and you see the incident that happened last week on the streets of the city of Brooklyn, wherever it was, Vincent DeAndre, Long Island cop, pushing uh, one of the protesters uh, down near the curb. What, what does that say to you? Because, you know, you have like an automatic viewpoint that says, well, what are the cops doing here? But on the other hand, you know, they're on their way to do a job to get in line for a very important possible happening. And then interference happens. What do you say? I mean, you're right there. You've been there for so long. What happens in the mindset of police in the protesting type situations that we have seen the last couple of weeks? Those two wins. Well, you, you look at it as you, you don't want to ever get hooked into doing something like that, and you have to try to control your emotions. And, and the, uh, you know, I didn't, we didn't see the video of what this woman did prior to that. And if she's done nothing but just yelling and screaming at somebody, then pushing her down this, down into the ground, whatever, was just, uh, was just a stupid idea. The thing in Buffalo, I mean, when I first saw it, I, I, I took the took the Lord's name in vain when I saw that. I was like, you got to be kidding me, guys. There, you know what it is right now. You're under so much scrutiny. You're under so much. Everybody's watching you and setting you up, and you're falling for it. I, I don't understand. I mean, what, what, you, what are you thinking? It's just, it's come to a point where if you're a uniformed police officer out there, just, just be aware that they're up. They're, they're trying to set you up to get you to do something and hook you into it. And if you hook yourself into it like you happen in these two situations, they're going to look to take your job. You're going to get fired for it. I mean, this is the, this is what the, the the mob is up to. Don't fall for it. No question, Joe Jacklow on the crime report. I'm going to shift around here. Crazy things happening all over the country. I want to start in Seattle. The mayor there, I mean, I cannot believe this story. I mean, this is, you talk about liberalism. <laughs> My God. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin, Joe, defending yep. the protesters. Folks, if you're not aware of this, uh, we're talking protesters are occupying Joe Jackson, what, a six-block perimeter of the city of Seattle. It's dubbed CHAZ, C-H-A-Z. Mike, you know this story, too. Uh, short for the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone around the East Precinct, boarded up and deserted, by the way. The mayor of this city, Jenny Durkin, uh, she has declared this so-called autonomous zone on the city street as patriotic. Yes. I, I cannot believe what is happening to our 
our country. I really can't. Joe, talk to me about this. It's, this is ridiculous. I mean, this is the leader of a major metropolitan city in the United States of America who has, I don't know what he, I don't even know what to say about this anymore. Well, she's not the worst one either. They had a city council member that was actually encouraging them to take over more police precincts. So um, they took over a police precinct. They, they destroyed the whole thing. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's like, uh, you remember Baghdad, Bob, during the Iraq war, where he's like, you know, there are no American tanks, and the tanks are driving by him. This is what this is with, with uh, this Jenny Durkin. I mean, and even the governor over there. Oh, my God. I mean, this is just like, how do you let this happen, and, and how do you let it continue? But you know what's ironic about the whole thing? What is the first thing that the, this, this group does? They build a wall. And then have armed guards as security as police. <laughs> like the two things that they say that they're always against, the first two things they do. So it just goes to show you that uh, where the mindset is. It's unbelievable. I mean, Durkin is basically telling you it's not an armed Antifa militia, it's not a no go zone. She says that she will make sure we find some way for people to continue to protest peacefully. They have taken over the police precinct, if you yeah. can believe this. Oh, can you imagine yeah, this? You know, yeah, I don't know about uh, you, but I mean, the signs that say no cops allowed and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where she's coming. That's what I said. It's like Baghdad, Jenny. Can you imagine a state and city run by the likes of a Jenny Durkin and a Jay Inslee? I, I got to tell you, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on yeah, lately. It's been some, right, it's been some year, right Joe. Some year. I can tell you right now, this is not going to be the last autonomous zone that you see pop up soon. This is a test case. They're going to see what happens. Uh, and they're just going to, they're more emboldened now. They're just going to keep on taking more and more uh, property. And it's not going to, it's going to start happening in other cities. You watch. I am telling you all along, folks. Go see the movie The Pert. One and two real life happenings happening right now on our streets. Absolute insanity. But the bird, the hunger game. That's what's going on. There's a guy in that so-called autonomous zone holding an AK-47. Seattle, AK-47 standing guard of his autonomous zone. Unbelievable. Joe, I'll tell you, tough to take. Let's go to another story. I'm getting nauseous. I cannot believe that story out of Idaho. The Lori Vallow case and the Chad Daybell, Joe, you know this one. They, they, they found the human remains of those kids this is, you know, I was, I was saying last night, this is one of the sickest stories. Now, you could, you could kind of, you can say, well, what about the guy in Colorado who dumped his two kids in the oil tank? And I remember that whole, th yeah. this one, this one to me is so bizarre. It has so many caveats to it with this Daybell guy who whose wife died, this Vallow woman who's in, and the, thank goodness they're both in custody, please. Uh, the Vallow woman whose husband died, first one, these two got together. Vallow thought that her son was a zombie. I mean, folks, this isn't even Twilight Zone stuff, okay? This is like Wes Craven stuff. I mean, this is ridiculous. Joe, the story is just off the charts. Yeah, no, and I think they must have had some information. I mean, they, they waited a while to do the search. They brought in the cadaver dog. The cadaver dogs hit almost immediately on the on the property when they were bringing them through. They started digging, and they found the bodies. So I, I to me, I think they had some inside information, whatever. Maybe one of them is, you know, kind of told them what, what had happened. You know, most people are victimized by someone they know, so it's not unusual if the kids go missing that the parents are the first ones on the list to look at it. I mean, to see two disappear at one point is, uh, you know, it, definitely a red flag for investigators. And I think all along that they knew that, that they were involved in this. I mean, they arrested her pretty quickly. I mean, for the, you know, the child endangerment thing because they couldn't find the kids. So she was in, she, they, in custody pretty quickly. Key 
they took a while with him to get him in custody. But listen, I mean, these are, this is some, like I said, they'll be writing books about these two for sure and what had transpired out there. It's uh, it's an awful situation, and anybody with kids, you know, give them an extra hug tonight. Hey, uh, how could anyone do this to your children? Oh, my goodness. I, I tell you, it's... This one takes the cake for me, I got to tell you. I don't even know what to do with these two. I really don't even know what to do with these two, Debo and Vella. Joe Jacqueline, the uh, the crime report. Let's go local here. What about this nut job uh, with the explosives? Brought in, he brought it into Stony Brook University Hospital Tuesday night, Joe. Uh, I tell you, this guy was a real deal. He, he had uh, some devices. This is a guy from Mastic Beach, Robert Roden, 33 years of age. And uh, he had a pelican with him. You know, this is why you have task forces and investigations, show. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> we're lucky this thing ended the way it did. Uh, I believe an off-duty cop was involved in, in stopping this guy. So it's, uh, uh, we'd like to know why he was doing it. Let's put it this way. For sure, you know, uh, I guess they will be searching his internet records and his and his posts online to try to figure out what what was his motive behind doing this. You know, if God forbid they ever hit a hospital like that, this is uh, it would be a terrible ordeal ordeal for everybody here on Long Island. I mean, why a hospital? I mean, this is just where people go to help people. I just don't, I don't get it. Are off the rails, and uh, thank goodness. And this guy, legitimate explosive devices. He had three of them, right? Three of them. I mean, yeah. it's incredible. Um, uh, do we know anything more what happened in Smithtown Sunday night? You had protesting going on. You had two individuals that were attacked. One of the guys' name was was uh, 22 year old. His name was Alejandro. That's all they were going to say as far as ID is concerned. Anything more? They're looking for the combatants. Uh, $5,000 reward uh, out there, Joe. Do we know anything more on that? No, we haven't uh, had any updates about that. I mean, they've had all kinds of protesting out there in Smithtown. Up to, I think they said up to one point, up to 2,000 people out there. So we're going to see what happens. I mean, there's a couple of things. There's, there's been allegations now that racial slurs were being, you know, hurled at the, the protesters in Smithtown. So I don't know. Smithtown is becoming uh, bubbling up for, for some reason. So we're going to have to keep a close eye on everything that's happening out there. I mean, for the most part, Long Island is, uh, has held its own. They've done a good job enforcement-wise on the protests. Nothing like what we saw in uh, in New York City. I'm just curious. You in the city, 20 plus years. I'm a city guy. Uh, Macy's Herald Square. What did that all say to you? I mean, it it, it was such a. I had such a feeling of emptiness. I got to tell you, I, I had, and because our police force was just overridden for for a couple of nights, Joe. I mean, what, what was your what was your feeling on that? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's not because they're not prepared for it. It's just that they were, believe it or not, I don't think they would they were allowed to do much. I mean, even and what they did it turned out to be pretty ugly because they're only showing the little snippets of, you know, what happens prior. You know, the, the issue that uh, you're dealing with here is how do you, how are you going to handle protests like this going forward? Protesting is one thing. Rioting and looting is something totally different. So, you know, we, we can't separate the two when they're when it's coming from within inside the group of protesters. So for the cops point of view. You know, how do you know who is the protester and who is the rioter? And it becomes, uh, you know, especially at nighttime, it becomes that gray area. And then, you know, when they charge the groups and things happen and they ended up locking up, uh, you know, reporters and all kinds of crazy stuff that happens within that thing. But it's, uh, I guess, the fog of war, whatever you want to call it. No question. One more, Joe, and that's domestic violence on the rise. No real surprise here as far as the pandemic is concerned and the isolation and the quarantine. The State task force yesterday announced, I guess, recommendations to provide survivors. They're going to increase the housing funding, technological support. So uh, they're looking to overhaul the state's 
decades-old system providing services, and that to domestic violence survivors. Pretty smart move since you think about uh, the TB cases have jumped. I think it was 33% the number in April when I read. That's compared to a year prior. Well, Shelter occupancy rates of state increased 19%. Those are numbers. Those are serious numbers right there. Right. What you also find odd is that they don't mention the fact that uh, people who have been released back on bail for the domestic violence for attacking their wife or girlfriend or significant other uh, and then being sent right back into the house with the abuser. <laughs> I mean, it's just they, they, they conveniently left out that statistic. Without question. Good point. Joe, quite a week. I don't know if you could top this one, but uh, we shall see as we hope for some peace and tranquility. My goodness. Uh, great to have you, sir. You stay well now. We'll talk you soon. You got it. Take care. Bye. All righty. Joe Jackalone. Chock full of stuff.